Welcome, affiliated listeners. We have another great episode today. It's so awesome to have you joining us. And today we're actually going to be talking about something that I'll, I'll be honest, we've all, lots of us experience, but we've never really talked about or had somebody talk about. And um, that's going to be the amazing Brad Hart. And he's going to be sharing a really fantastic tactic that he's taught not only done himself, but taught a lot of other people how to monetize their business. And that's using masterminds. Something that I know I, I've been to a lot of masterminds. And where I think about myself as a user, I never think about about hosting and running, how that could be a fantastic source of monetization for you. So um, anyway, that's what we're going to be discussing today. And with that, I want to introduce the amazing person we're going to be talking to today, which is Mr. Brad Hart. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well, Kyle. Thank you for having me and thank you everybody for listening. I hope you get something really valuable out of our conversation today. And um, wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a great day. Yeah, of course. That's a great introduction. As you can see, for those that are watching this on YouTube, we're going to be joined by a tired dog behind me. So (laughs) with uh, (laughs) freshly spayed. So she looks a little bit weird, but um, no worries there. Well, anyway, Brad, as we get going here, I think before we kind of jump into the piece, I I kind of teased that, uh, you know, you have a little bit of a different background or one that we don't always hear on the show. So I'd love to have you just kind of start off by telling me how do you get in this whole online marketing space? What, what did the journey look like that got you to today? And obviously, we probably can't cover every piece of it. Sure, but if you yeah. want to give us kind of the highlights, um, I'll give you the condensed version. So, so yeah, my, uh, my, my original interest was actually investing. I always tell people like, I think I'm better at investing money than I am at making in the first place. Because uh, when I was 16, you know, we grew up pretty poor hand to mouth. When I was 16, my grandfather turned out he was very wealthy. We had to help uh, find all his assets and move him into my dad's name because he was going to the nursing home. And I saw, you know, that my great uncle Al, like I had to do all this Sherlock Holmes detective stuff. I saw my great uncle Al had bought Standard Oil and Bell Telephone and helped him to, uh, to buy, you know, uh, really great stocks and hold them for the long term. And in one generation, it, you know, become a couple million bucks. And then by the time my dad uh, passed away eight years later, he had whittled it down to about 20% of it. So it was pretty, it's pretty crazy to see that. And I, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to make, I want to make sure nobody has to go through that again and seeing my mom struggle with her finances as well, you know, working for 30 years in a government job and ending up with less money than where she started in her 401k because of the fees Ooh. eating her alive. Uh, Ooh, no fun man. either. Yeah. So like, I, I just got really interested in finance and financial topics. I'm like, what are the wealthiest people in the world know that uh, most of us do not? And that was kind of the impetus to start my first mastermind or join my first mastermind, I should say, uh, in like 2011, right after my dad passed. I was just kind of feeling lost and and out of sorts. And I'm like, well, how can I get around people who have their their lives figured out, you know? And all of a sudden I'm in this room with a hundred people that are seven, eight, and nine figure earners. Some of them are some of the biggest uh contributors in their particular industry. And it forced me to level up in a way like nothing had. Like I I finally lost that 30 pounds I've been carrying around after college, you know, like the, you know, they say, Hey, you know, I was in uh, I was on the crew team in college, I was in really good shape and then three, four years out, I'm, I'm 30, 40 pounds overweight. And I'm like, what the heck happened? You know, I'm drinking <laughs> yeah. a lot. I'm, I just yeah. decided like, Hey, I'm going to turn my life around because I'm surrounded by people that have a higher standard. So before I, I, I want to actually stop positive there. Cause I think this is something I just recently had somebody bring up this week. And I think this is such a great example as you pull into that, um, is I think I can't imagine walking to that room. You can't talk about how in your life you're feeling a little bit, you know, a big change. You feel a little bit lost. You're looking for direction. You walk in a room with these super high powered people. Like what was the level on a scale of one to 10 of imposter syndrome that you felt? And then like, if you did have it, like, what did you do to overcome that? In the yeah. Room like that? 
I don't know that I've ever had that specifically. Okay. I, I do have imposter syndrome from time to time. I wasn't intimidated to be in that room specifically because I've always had older people in my life. Like we, right before the podcast, we were talking about how I'm an only child, but I have, you know, six aunts and uncles and a bunch of cousins. Uh, I have always spent time around people older than me, whether it be next generation. Like I really get along with baby boomers because I, I just get what they went through because my dad was a baby boomer, my mom. And it's like, you know, to some extent, it's it's harder for me to connect with people my own age and younger. It's actually always been easier for me to connect with people that are older than me. And I'm 37 now. So like, you know, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s are usually my peers. So that wasn't so much of an issue. Um, and, I, and I didn't have anything where I was like, I, I was completely moldable putty. I wasn't pretending like I knew anything. I knew a little bit about stock trading. You know, I had done some, some cool stuff there and I had some success there, which eventually led me to launching my hedge fund. But I didn't pretend to anybody that, that I knew anything. Or So by going into that, um, I think inadvertently that led me to a lot of really cool wins. Like uh, the guy who owned the second largest rolling paper company in the world called Raw, Raw Rolling Paper is a friend of mine to this day. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, um, you know, that content in the, in the quarterly mastermind that, that I got taught, I, I didn't really get that. Can you explain it to me? It was about uh, nonviolent communication. So I gave him this like kind of impromptu thing on nonviolent communication, not because I knew, but because I took good notes. He's like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and I'm like, he's like, I got another problem. I'm like, what's the problem? He's like, uh, I spent about a quarter million dollars a month on my Amex, my black card, and uh, I accumulate points faster than I can spend them. I'm like, that sounds like a pretty high quality problem to have. How can I help? <laughs> I think he that's says, the core definition of first world problems. Yeah, right? yeah. He's <laughs> like, uh, well, you know, I give first class tickets to all my friends and family and I'm, I'm still, you know, swimming in points. So why don't you take 300,000 points and go spend them however you want? And I'm like, I have no context for what that means. What does that mean? He's like, oh, that's like 10 first class tickets anywhere you want to go. I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's right. go, baby. Yeah. But, but I didn't just go and wing it. I... I, uh, I went and I booked out an entire tour to where all those people in the mastermind lived. So I went all over Canada, went all over the West Coast, East Coast, down to Texas and like went to South by Southwest. And I got to meet and connect with all the people in the mastermind. And I really made an effort wow. to do that. Now, I'm a part of a lot of masterminds now. I can't do that with everybody I meet, but I've, I've always made a point to create quality relationships over a quantity of relationships. And as a result of that, people... You know, everybody says they know a lot of people, but I know a lot of freaking people at this point. Like, you know, I just made a list recently of people I'm going to reach out to this wealth workshop and I had to stop because I was like, okay, that's too many. I'm going to just, I'm going to hit up these 300 <laughs> people and then come back. Like I'm only trying to spill 20 spots. This is getting a little out of hand. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, consistently building that network uh, really has allowed me to, to do some pretty special things and a lot of varied things. And I love that because I'm a manifesting generator if you're into that woo kind of stuff, but it means I like a lot of projects. So it gives me the the capacity to take on lots of projects. So we've got like mastermind stuff, which is great and best-selling books and all that cool stuff on the coaching and masterminding side, but we're also doing like a lot of web three startups, which is really exciting as well because uh, crypto and blockchain is another one of my really um, big loves. You know, I think that the the new world of finance is very exciting and uh, mm -hmm. we're still very early. So it's a, it's cool to look at. Yeah, which is even more exciting. But man, if there's not a better embodiment of what you just said in terms of the the old adage, your net worth is your network, right? So <laughs> as you kind of talk about that, especially when you have someone giving you, you know, all those uh, bonus points or whatever to, to go do that. And what a smart way to do that, though, saying, hey, I'm not just going to go blow this on some trips to Mexico, which especially recently out of college and 30 pounds heavier than you want to be, it'd be easy to have that temptation, right? Um, but to really be strategic about it. And sorry to derail things. I just, I thought that was really interesting. No, yeah, no, no. It's a good point. It's like, hey, you know, end of the day, 
there's there's room for it all. Life mm-hmm. is a long time. You know, mm-hmm. we're not all going to die young. Uh, I might be 100 or 150 by the time I die. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to realize like you have time to do the things you want to do. But the mm-hmm. saddest thing in life is when people wait to live. Yeah. Like I realized at one point in my early 30s, I'm like, wow, I've been to 25 countries and most of the states in the United States. I'm like, if I died tomorrow, I'd be pretty happy with that. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's an accomplishment. And I feel like no matter where you go, I've also traveled enough to know wherever you go, there you are. You know, so moving around and changing my environment a whole bunch of times didn't actually change who I was. I had to actually work on myself. Mm-hmm. So there's there's an extreme that you have to find in both sides of, a, of the equation. And once you've seen the extremes, then you can begin to find the part uh, where you actually find, you know, where you want to be. Right? Yeah, the balance, right? So it's kind of the yeah, and the, the balance is different for everybody. Each side, but you got to kind of ideally want to find some place down towards the middle, right? Is 100%, where we live, because I don't think anyone could ever be like centrist, just directly in that middle in that perfect balance. Um, because life isn't perfectly balanced, so we have to learn to to move. But hopefully, we're not on each side of the pendulum. You just have to know what what side you could go to and what each one looks like. So anyway, yeah. we're getting like way off on that, but it's a yeah, yeah, that's cool. So so masterminds, right? That's yeah, so the topic yeah, let's here. circle back. So you went to that first mastermind. Yeah. Um, you know, you changed said my life. You, yep. Met a lot of life. really cool people. I could tell a yep. bunch of really entertaining stories about how, you know, we learned how to be like Jason Bourne and I got tied wow. up and thrown in the back of a van and waterboarded <laughs> and had to like learn how to break into cars and pick locks and all this crazy stuff. We learned jungle survival training and desert survival training and oh, all this cool stuff that I got to do. That's like bucket listy type stuff. Mm-hmm. But it also gave me um, what a lot of people would consider like uh, trauma inoculation or uh, fear inoculation where you face the things you're afraid of and you realize, okay, I can survive this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, God forbid it happened to you in real life. Like if you got kidnapped or something terrible happened, well, maybe you'll be able to keep your wits long enough not to freak out and and maybe actually affect the outcome. Right. And, mm-hmm. and have a positive outcome. But I think that's, that's, that's valuable. And most people will never experience that. And then God forbid something like that happened to them. They'd be really in a bad pot, in a bad place. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm Jason Bourne, but like having even that minor level of training, I, I don't feel as nervous to travel. I don't feel as nervous to to take risks in my life because I've been through worse stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I can't imagine I would have signed up to be waterboarded, but when when you look at it through the, it's van, not fun. Like, I don't recommend yeah. it, but it's, yeah, it's it the kind of thing like where fun. if you can if you can do it and get through it, it's like, oh, okay. I, I realize that this is probably one of the more horrible things that can happen to me, and I made it through. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, if I was ever, God forbid, in a situation where I'm drowning, like I can I can get that few extra seconds to to not freak out and maybe, uh, you know, maybe survive, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, again, another rabbit hole, but yeah, so <laughs> masterminds were my number one tool in building my network and also launching businesses, hedge funds, uh, a couple seven figure businesses, like an agency and my, my current, um, business where we just launched, um, we won a two comma club award, which you can see right behind me here around the video. There you if go. You're creeping right along at home. Yeah. So that's exciting. And, uh, you know, those are, those are the wins. Obviously everybody wants to talk about their wins. I had a lot of failures along the way, which we could also talk about, but it led me to, um, realizing like, Hey, if I had to throw it all away and start over, where would I keep? I, I said, I would keep masterminds. And as a result of that, I'm like, well, if that's my thing and that's the thing I want to be known for, and that's the thing I really believe in then how can I help other people launch masterminds? Cause I could only create so many right over the mm-hmm. years that I've added, you know, six or seven figures to my business. I've been able to travel for free to multiple countries. I've been able to connect with some of the most impressive people in the world and, and maintain and build relationships and do cool deals and, and all this great stuff. How do I help other people do that? So it's not just me, you know, and, and they can go out and create the ripple and domino effects that they can create. 
Uh, like for example, this just this weekend, one of my clients, Mike Brown, had this amazing mastermind called Unbreakable Wealth in Denver. And I got to mm -hmm. attend and speak and it was amazing. And it was really well curated. And I got to meet and impact people I would have never met otherwise. Uh, because, you know, you don't need to know everything if you know everybody mm -hmm. is what I'm learning. You know, the older I get, I'm like, you can only become an expert in so many things or even close mm -hmm. to an expert in so many things and things are changing so rapidly. It's just better to have more eyes on the problem, right? It's better yeah. to have more connections that you can tap into to see like, okay, you know, what are, uh, what are some of the things we can impact in the world and who are the people we need to align with to do that? And knowing those people and having those relationships is, is everything in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's beautifully said. I mean, it's just how limiting is it to think that you have to do everything on your own, but when you have that massive network and like you'd mentioned all these, all these people that, you know, across all these different, you know, expertise, modalities, whatever it might be, it just means it's, it's that real network brain that you have a hive mind at that point to, to execute on things that would otherwise be impossible. I mean, heck there even was the justice league, right? Like they even yeah. got together <laughs> um, and decided to form. Um, and that might've just been a commercial effort, but I like to think of it altruistically as even superheroes need, need to friends. unify together and yeah, yeah. Network together. Um, and and, to, it, to and the super pets as well. Things. Like if you, if you went and watched oh, the yeah. rock and Kevin Hart just did a new one. So, you know, yep. even they're getting yep, exactly so. creating new alliances. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, um, that's basically it. Like most people have to pay to do all these things. I get to get mm -hmm. paid to do them, which is kind of cool. And that's the model. Like that's, that's what makes it exciting. I get to get paid to travel, to connect, to make deals, to uh, work with the best in the world, learn from the best in the world in all these amazing places that I, I think that's the, the new educational model for the 21st century. We you know where college has failed us. This is how you do it. Um, which has led me to, you know, launching some pretty cool companies along the way with people who I would have never connected with otherwise. So if you want to create a company, start with the right people, um, and the right skill sets, and then go from there, that's a lot faster than trying to figure it all out on your own. Uh, not that you shouldn't become world-class at something yourself, uh, mm -hmm. but certainly, you know, that's, that's a hack to go faster. Yeah, I love, um, we're going to circle the next question, but I just want to put a pin because we're probably going to have a deeper conversation about this with a, a broken college system. But I love what you said. There's like where colleges fail. This is where you could really get that education, that master level class and whatever you're looking to pursue is those masterminds, right? You go to collect all the people that are experts, everyone that knows all this stuff, real life experience with it, and they're teaching and sharing with others in really a communal way, right? Because as much as they're going to share their expertise, they know they're not experts in something. They're looking for some expertise where they're deficient. Hopefully someone's there and that's where, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, so to speak. But um, no, I think that that's a brilliant thing. So with that transition, you've seen pretty much every type of mastermind you could think of out there and you're coaching other people to create theirs, improve theirs, all that stuff. So kind of dialing back, I'm a business owner. I have some sort of audience or maybe even I'm just an affiliate, whatever I'm looking like, how do you know when it's the right time to start a mastermind and I'm the right person to do that? What are some things that you look for um, when you're working with clients uh, to say that, Hey, this is, this is how you should do the mastermind. Here's how you should start it. Walk me through that. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they're starting their business, they believe that they have to have a mass market product or appeal or something like that, right? So you think of like Tesla did this really the right way, in my opinion. Like, so Elon Musk came along. Here's my secret plan 13 years ago, 14 years ago. He put it up on his blog. We're going to raise money by building a toy for rich people, $10 million, right? That was the original Lotus conversion, which was the Roadster. 
then we're going to use that money to make a slightly better, more affordable electric car, which is like the P95D, the P100, like that really blew everybody away. Like, oh, wow, you know, this is cool. But it was still like, you know, relatively expensive and, and in low uh, supply. So they went and they created the next best car, the next best car. And now they have like the Model 3, which is reasonably affordable. If you want a Model mm -hmm. 3, you could probably afford one. Um, well, you know, what happened if they, what would have happened if they just went straight for the Model 3? Well, they probably would have failed is, is the reality. Most businesses fail because they don't have a high ticket offer that they can sell with the infrastructure and the tools that they have, right? So if in the beginning, you don't have a giant list and you don't have a lot of ads budget and you don't have a, you know, a massive Facebook or Instagram or YouTube following, well, what do you do? Well, you, you go out to your network and you build a mastermind for them. And you learn to sell it one-to-one -one and you don't need a lot of tech. I mean, you can do it with Zoom or have an in-person or, you know, a Calendly link. Like you don't need a whole lot of infrastructure or a huge CRM or anything like that. And it allows you to get something off the ground that's high ticket, high touch, high value. It gives you ideas and um, helps you to dial in your message and, and all the things that you're doing. You know, once you have that off the ground, that gives you the money to then go and build these other things over time. So you can make something slightly better and more mass market and eventually have like a huge course launch or, or something that's a little more leverageable and scalable. Maybe build a bunch of affiliate relationships or whatever it is, but it keeps you alive and in the game long enough to get where you want to go versus, okay, I'm going to start from, I want to write a book, which doesn't make any money, or right. <laughs> I'm going to try it to build a lot of time uh, and money. Right yeah. <laughs> it's the same amount of effort in the beginning to like sell a membership for a hundred bucks a month versus a mastermind for a thousand bucks a month, which one do you prefer to do? I think I'd prefer to do the mastermind and people get better, better results. Yeah. Well, I love that too. Cause like you said, one of the biggest challenges when we talk with new entrepreneurs and people that are listening to this podcast right now is traffic, right? You, you build a product that might be amazing product that's very specific to a group of individuals that understand that. And it's like, well, how do I get it out to them and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a thousand people all in a week and still be profitable while I'm selling it at like $17 for that conversation. It's not that's really challenging. It's hard. Yeah. It just takes a lot of time to get there. And yeah. yes, there's people that know how to do that and they repeat it over and over again. But a lot of that's, you know, it gets built up over time when you have an email list to test and optimize on um, for other offers or you have an audience that's that affords you a lot when you have it. But boy, when you're starting out, I think a lot of people that are in this, you know, content creation space, coaching space, whatever it is, a mastermind is just right there for the taking. They're already doing one to one. Um, they know the value that they have and they know how to speak it to the audience that wants it. Um, so creating something for them that's going to have the value to justify a higher price point makes so much sense. Um, so much sense. I just, I never had even thought of it that way, but the Tesla example is perfect and brilliant. So, so really it's, it's almost anybody. If you, if you're trying to sell something to a market, some sort of information product, whatever it might be, if you have a message to an audience, really almost anyone could start a mastermind then, or are there people you'd say, Hey, if these are some things that you, you have in your business, it might not be right for you. Yeah. I, I look at it this way. Like the, the imposter syndrome thing comes up a lot. Right. People think, oh, who am I to teach a mastermind? The whole point of a mastermind is not for you to teach. You can teach and certainly you should. But at the end of the day, it's about the experts that you bring in. It's about the people in the room and their expertise. It's a it's a group coming together for their own highest good and mm -hmm. the good of an, each individual member um, to solve problems, get clear on what what's going on, uh, create support and accountability structures like it's not really about you and what you know. In fact, if you think it is, then you're probably uh, too focused on yourself and you're going to have a hard time in business generally. Right. In order to be successful in business, we have to take our focus lens off of us and put it onto the people we're trying to serve. So so that's really what a mastermind is all about. And um, 
just one more thought on, on the, you know, the scalable piece is like, you know, it's really difficult, really difficult to get started in business when there's a lot of competition. And even if you've been doing it a long time, having a mastermind is just like a much easier thing to manage. There's so much to manage Mm -hmm. when you think about like course launches and book launches and, and membership sites and all the stuff that other people are doing events, like masterminds kind of take away a lot of those cons and add a lot of the pros back in and they're, they're scalable, you know, and you can do them for a while until you're like, okay, I want to go to even more leveraged model, but now I have Mm -hmm. the the money and the people and the contacts to do that and the the success. Right. Um, so yeah, if, if you're thinking about like, Hey, I'm at, you know, six or seven figures already. And I want to just add a bolt on with more profit into my business because masterminds are highly profitable or I'm just starting out and I need to just get some traction. One-on-one coaching or masterminds are are usually the best ways to get started. Um, you know, and I would even say if you're, if you're ready, just skip right to a mastermind because one-on-one coaching has its own issues where you're on the roller coaster, right? So you're, you're Mm -hmm. selling a bunch of services, marketing and selling, and then you have to deliver them and it's all on you and your calendar's jacked up and you yeah, know, you're exhausted. Yeah, and next thing you know, your, your success means that you spend ten hours a day on Zoom That's trying right. not to go insane. So until uh, you're out of money and out of clients, because yep. they're all you know they're all back to square one. Yep, yep, exactly. So, well, that I mean, honestly, again, super amazing. It's one of those concepts. Just hearing it's like it's right in front of you, but I never hear anyone talk about it that way. So that's yeah. that's one of the things I always love about this podcast. And I think the other thing too that you're talking about is a mastermind is not only going to allow you to help the people you want to serve, but it's going to give back to you, not just monetarily, but you could structure it in a way that it's going to make you better as a person, better as an entrepreneur, whatever you're trying to do. And in turn being profitable for your business, which is definitely a win that's hard to attain outside of something like that. So with that being said, I'm an individual. I just heard this part. I'm like, holy crap, I need to get started. What do you do? What is that first step besides just saying, I want to start a mastermind? Um, how, how do you advise people to get going? Yeah. So I've got a book. It's a best-selling book. It's called the eight minute mastermind. You can check it out at eight minute mastermind.com. That'll break everything down for you. It'll give you a bunch of case studies, a lot of inspiration from clients that have done this and myself that have done this a bunch of times. Uh, you don't have to start from scratch. In fact, it's kind of silly to try to start from scratch, right? There's either two, there's two types of people that, that come across my, uh, my desk, if you will, right. That, that reach out to us. There's people who don't know what they don't know. And they're trying to fill in some knowledge gaps. And there's people who they're smart, they're entrepreneurial. They could probably figure this thing out given enough time, energy, attention, and money, but they don't want to waste those resources. They prefer to invest them in a system that's already working. And whether you're in one or two camps or both or whatever, uh, I really feel like this is the, the perfect place to start. Grab the book. We'll give you a bunch of bonus material. Uh, we have a challenge. We have all this cool stuff to get you rolling. And then if you decide you want to work with us one-on-one or in a group setting to, to do that and get the mastermind off the ground, then we can absolutely help you with that too. And we've helped a lot of people do this over the years. So very excited. Um, but yeah, you, you can either go and say, Hey, I got this and figure it out on your own. That's going to cost you time and energy and money. And you might, you might not succeed, or you can kind of guarantee your success by, uh, working with people that, that know what they're doing and getting there faster. Yeah. And like, we just circled back to the beginning that, that idea of trying to do it all yourself just because you can, doesn't mean it's the best option, right? Like one of the biggest ones that comes up oftentimes is people talk about, you know, expanding your success and managing your time. And just to give like this, like really base level example is when to hire someone to clean your house, when to hire somebody to like do your lawn and take these tasks that can I do these things? Of course, of course I could still continue to do those, but as you free up your time towards high value activities, 
that's what kind of shifts that and it starts to make sense. It's not to say that I'm above cleaning my house. It's to say that what is that taking away that you could be doing in other that's capacity? Right. If you're going to spend two years to figure out how to do a mastermind yourself, what if you just spent, you know, a little bit more money and did that in three months or six months? That's a yeah. huge change in time resources that you could free up and go, which, which makes And most people who, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but most people who join our program get it off the ground in four to six weeks. So it doesn't have to take very long. You just have to be able to focus and prioritize it. And that's yeah. one of the things we help you to do. Um, and just another uh, point on time. And you guys yeah, yeah. We, we've had people launch, you know, one guy, uh, AJ launches in four weeks. He was already pretty successful, but you know, he did a, we, we helped him as offer. We got it off the ground and, uh, week four, he launched it at his event that he was already doing and he made 150,000 out of the gate for his beta. So, you wow. know, it, it doesn't have to be a whole long slog and I have other people mm -hmm. that, that take a long time, you know, cause they have other priorities or they're, they're not focused. Or they're not as skilled. And, you know, it just, um, it really comes down to the individual operator, but the system works as long as you work the system. And if you can prioritize the actions that you need to take every day, like it's not magic, it's just math. Like how many outreaches equal, how many market research calls equal, how many sales calls equal, how many clients I've had, you know, multiple clients that like, they'll reach out to 30, 40, 50 people. They'll book, you know, two thirds of them onto market research calls. You know, 90% of those people become sales calls. And then, you know, 60, 70, 80% of those become sales because they're so dialed in that, uh, you know, they're off and running pretty quick. So it really just comes down to the person. Um, if it's the right fit for them, uh, there's a lot of things you can do to be successful. If a mastermind is the thing that you want to go after, I, I just recommend getting help because, you know, what's the downside? Like, what does it cost you not to, to actually do this? You know, yeah. um, yeah. you could be missing out on some of the most insane connections that you ever had and, and business opportunities that you ever had and deals that you've ever had. You just have no idea what the upside could be. Everybody knows what the downside is. Oh, time, money, attention, and energy. But I would have never met the love of my life. If it wasn't for masterminds, you know, like, how do you, how do you quantify that? She started out as a client. She came into a mastermind and then I had to fire her because now we're dating. Right. <laughs> but like, I would have never met her if I didn't start down this road. Uh, so now we have a house together and a dog together and all that cool stuff. And, you know, it's just all this joy that you you could be missing out on because you just didn't, didn't take the first step. Yeah. 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 Be a person of action, right? The, you'll never, um, be on your deathbed and regret the things you never tried. Right. So, right. or regret the things you did. Right. But it's the things you didn't do is what you think about. So, um, 100%. you know, that's, that's the guarantee we really need to take out of this podcast though, guys, is if you have a mastermind, you will find the love of your life. That's yes, a hundred percent guaranteed. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> yep. Yep. The FTC will not have to be no worries on that claim. Um, no, the, no, I think that is really, really amazing. Um, and again, it's like, where's the downside? The downside might be, Hey, worst case scenario, try it and no one likes it. Right. Or it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you still tried. That's the same with any other business venture you have, but the upside is definitely substantially higher. And if you take your book or work with you, the likelihood that it's just going to fail and not work goes down substantially. So I'm almost pure upside to at least start yeah. with a book, right? We guarantee it. Like we'll keep working with people until they get it where they need to be. Like, I don't, I don't give up on people. They just give up on themselves sometimes, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep helping until you get the result that you want, you know, and that's how we yeah. guarantee it. It's like, I guarantee if you do the work, you'll get the results. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Full stop. If I, I guarantee also, if you don't do the work, you will not get the results because that's how life works. Action, action tends to be the biggest reason that we fail, right? Lack of. Um, so as we kind of circle back, I actually think what we want to do is I want to shift to some fun things just because you have seen probably more masterminds than any human on the planet, right? Or at least, 
you know, you, you're going to be up there in a debatable way to say you've been involved with it. So just, I want to go with some, some crazy, we don't need to oust anybody or do anything, but just what is the most creative or interesting or different mastermind? One that really stands out of just being like, I didn't even know this could be a mastermind that you've been to something that was just really peculiar. Um, not in a bad way, but just really stands out in your brain as the most. Yeah. Yannick bizarre. Silver does a really good job. So he runs the Mavericks and they do this thing called Camp Maverick, which is basically adult summer camp for entrepreneurs. It's awesome. Ooh, like they rent this really cool. Great. Yeah. They rent this like big camp up in like Connecticut or New York, somewhere upstate. And they'll, they'll just have a bunch of fun. There's like color wars and ski boating and like lectures and you know, everybody's just having a grand all time. And it's mm -hmm. just fun. It's just straight up fun. Um, I really love the one that we met at, which is flight club. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's content, but it's not like beats you over the head content. It's like two speakers a day for two days. And then it's like, okay, let's go and rent a boat or hang out at a bunch of restaurants. So like, those are my favorite. They tend to be my favorite is like the ones that are more about connecting and having that, that time built in. Um, another one that, that was really crazy was, you know, the one that, uh, I went to first, which was the, the society, all these intensives, like learning all this crazy stuff, like hiking the Inca trail and surviving in the jungle and Peru and, you know, getting to surf and, and, uh, learn how to break into cars and like, we're, you know, just skills that you would never get out in the regular world that yeah. I, I got to learn. So, you know, stuff like that is, is always exciting. We went to Bali, we did uh whitewater rafting, did the oh, wow. Bali swing, got to, uh, you know, hang out around the hotel, which is beautiful and just like spend time doing acro yoga and like going to the beach and having beautiful experiences, yoga and meditation and meeting like local people that, that can, you know, share some of what we're doing and all the charitable stuff we've been able to do too, like building houses and schools around the world and helping cool. people. So like, it's just, it's kind of endless, man. I got to go to yeah. China and Hong Kong and like visit all those cultures, you know, before all the craziness started to happen with, with yeah. all this escalation we're seeing these days. Like, I'm really grateful that I got to have that experience. Mm -hmm. One trip, they went to North Korea. I didn't go on that one, but that was like a mastermind that, that started wow. it all off for that society. That's one of the reasons I joined. I'm like, these guys are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh I was going to say, that's nuts. I just can't, I'm trying to think of like with the gender, like, hey, we're going to start off with some surfing. Then we're going to do a grand larceny. And um, by the way, then we're going to waterboard you before we have a delightful beach dinner afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> like, just exactly. Like, and then we're, like, we're going to uh, go and be at the whim of a third world dictator for a couple yeah, of weeks. Let's see how yeah, that exactly. Goes. And like, someone's like, <laughs> I got invited oh, on it. I, I passed originally because I didn't get what was going on. On, but after they came back, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll join now. <laughs> yeah, that is that is wild. That is wild. So, yeah. um, well, but what I'm really getting out of that as you go through this, and, and yeah, I could test like Flight Club does an amazing job with experience, right? It's not, it's great content. You need to have that. I, I do think that's sure. valuable in a mastermind because you want to leave at least with something tactical, but giving room and to experience and really build relationships, I think is what I always enjoy the most. So, and, and as you go through and you list it off, kind of the crazy things are really memorable for you. It was all experience and relationship based. I think there's something really yeah. valuable to be in a group of people that you know, a really high level and you all experience something together mutually, right. exclusively. You're always going to be tied and connected to that. Um, whether it's, you know, something amazing and beautiful or whether it's something, you know, that you're just never going to experience with anyone else. You're always completely tied to those people where you could have those um, rapid, deep relationships when you get something like that. Nothing That's breaks right. your and, walls and like down. Even some of them go that. even crazier yeah. than that. Like some of them, like baby bathwater, for example, mm. you're not allowed to talk about business Yeah, at all. Like they'll kick you out if you do. You're not allowed to pitch. You're not allowed to talk about business. There's people like, you know, we, I was with a bunch of them this weekend at Mike's Mastermind because he's a part of that. 
And they're like, yeah, it's basically one big party. It's 24 seven. It's full on, right? Like Burning Man, but in Croatia or wherever. And uh, <laughs> there's people there that I've known for five years that I don't even know what the hell they do. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, that is cool. And that is one that I have never heard anyone say anything bad about when it comes yeah. to be bathwater. I don't even, I think it's sometimes like a disservice to even call it a mastermind because it seems like it's just a collection of people building great relationships. But we which, need that. It's like, way, why did we start a business in the first place? Do we start a business just yeah. to work all the time? Or do we start a business to have experiences? Like I, I've, I've always heard this uh, saying that an entrepreneur is the kind of person who will work 80 hours uh, a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. Or an entrepreneur is the type of person that, um, you know, they're, they're willing to uh, live a few years like most people won't so they can live the rest of their life like most people can't. And if you forget that that's the reason you started, right? Because why would we work so hard otherwise? Like if that's if that's the reason you started, then and now you're you're there and you have the money, it's like why aren't you having crazy good experiences? You know, why aren't you aligning with people that that uh, you know push that joy in your life, uh, whether you like it or not? And I think the reason is because we forget and we get tied up. We have kids, we have relationships, we have expectations, we have responsibilities, and we just don't ever make the time to go and be the wild, crazy, playful person that we were born to be. And that's mm -hmm. the saddest thing is like, you don't want to be 90 and looking back on your life and like, oh man, I, I missed it. I was chasing money. You know, I was chasing whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be sad. Yeah. The, the idea of uh, it's like you could delay joy for you delay it so long, you forget what it is to have it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I see it all the time, not, not to get too deep. I, I know my parents have, that's their thing. They think they could delay joy enough and just sacrifice whatever in this life as they do their job and so on and so forth. And eventually when they're 65, they'll figure out how to have fun and live freely. And it's like, I know you're probably going to beat that out of you by the time you even get to that point. And you yeah. can see it now, like I trying to get them just engage in, in whimsical experiences. There's so much resistance because they fought it for, you know, their entire life. I got to fight the point. tide too, man. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's pretty easy to get kind of, uh, you know, pigeonholed into what you're doing. And that's why I go to masterminds. It shakes me out of that. It reminds me like, okay, there's more to this game than, than that. And it's funny. Every time I go, the money is never a, a consequence, right? People think masterminds cost time and money. Sure. But uh, it ends up being like, I get four more deals out of it than I would have had, you know, mm -hmm. and, or refer people. And then I, I make money and it's like, it always comes back to me. I'm not even concerned about that. It's the same thing with tithing or giving to charity. It's like, if you're willing to let it go, then it comes right back. And usually many folds, tenfold of what you put out there. So, yeah. you know, if yeah. you're concerned about masterminds costing you time and money, well, just realize if you put yourself around people that, um, can, can teach you how to save time or leverage time better, or can teach you how to make more money or can do deals with you that bring more money in your life. Well, is it really a cost or is it an investment in, mm -hmm. in a return? Right. Cause yeah, there are deals I have yet to do, which are multi hundred million or billion dollar deals with the people I'm, bu I'm building relationships now. Uh, it's just a matter of time, right? I, I believe that, uh, you know, if you're in your twenties or thirties, the best thing you could do is, is build relationships with the smartest people you can find, because those people are going to be on a trajectory just like yourself, where today they may not be where they need to be or where they want to be, but in 20 years, they're going to be unstoppable. So you need yeah. to build those relationships now, not after after the fact, right? You need to be yeah. in the friend circle. It's like people who know Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan doesn't have new friends, really. Like he doesn't have no. a lot of new friends, especially not trusted new friends, because there's always that question mm -hmm. in the back of his mind. Like, is this person like me or is he like who I am now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Because once, once you try and go and connect with someone when they're on the top, you better be on the top with them for them to know that you're not just clout chasing, right? So 
Um, no, no, that that's super smart, super duper smart. So funny enough, you know, the first time I ever heard that in my life, the idea of investing like relationships when people are, you know, when you're closer to peers, so you grow together was actually insurance sales, life insurance sales. That was, that was a tactic they explicitly taught us when we were in college. Like, Hey, find the kids that you look at right now that seem the smartest, seem on the trajectory. And sure, they might be poor college students for the next whatever period of time, but you're not doing that for the next 18 months. You're looking at this five, 10 years from now and what that can mean to you and your business in the future. And that's life insurance sales, which I quickly learned this could be quickly <laughs> automated and doesn't need to exist. So I don't want to do that, but great lesson for sure that I, I really try and encapsulate as much as possible. So before we go, I just want, um, cause we're definitely going to make sure we put the ways to get your book, um, you know, and, and really connect with you in the, in the show notes and descriptions. Really appreciate that. I think it's fantastic. Um, for anyone out there, if you just heard this and thought, man, I should and could do a mastermind, your first step definitely should be go get the book, eight minute mastermind, do it right now. Um, you know, or as soon as we're done with this podcast, go to the descriptions, click on that link and go get it. But, um, before we go, I just want to give one last thing. And that's just going to be, if you could just give the one biggest mistake that you've seen people consistently do, or people should not do when they're starting a mastermind, if you just the one thing you'd like to never see in another mastermind again and make sure people don't do in their own. Yeah. I don't know if there's one thing I think generally speaking, if people don't commit Cause there's a, there's a period with every mastermind that you start where it's like God or the universe or whatever, is just like giving you all kinds of resistance. And this has happened with everything I've built. I don't care if you've done this once or 500 times, like there's that period where it's just sucking it up and going through the motions and like having to like reach out and be rejected. And like people say they're in, but they don't give you the money. And it's like all this stuff happens in the beginning. Um, and if you could push through that and get to the actual event, it, it's so awesome. It's so worth it. So, um, you know, just don't give up. That's, that's the thing I see people do is like, they get a little bit of friction or, or a little pushback. It's like, that's the time to double down, not give up. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Right. And I imagine the mastermind, especially when you go to that one-to-one, -one, if you've been doing in the reverse, if you've been like low ticket, you know, scaled e-com pages, the face of rejection might be something you're unfamiliar with when, when it's right there looking at you and you're chasing stuff down. Um, but like I said, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's optimizing, it's moving on. Um, and remember failure is not measured by, you know, or sorry, success isn't measured by failure, right. It, or lack of failure. It's, it's really measured based by accomplishing the goal, getting yeah. there. And so one thing I know about masterminds, they always go better than you think they will. And they're always worth it. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate the time, Brad. It was great talking to you. I think this is super insightful. And I know we could probably extend this out even longer as we go into that. But again, people know where to find you. They know where to get the book. Um, really appreciate your time. Um, you know, we might even have you on in the future as we've talked a little about some of this Web3 stuff, the yeah. affiliate DAO, which let's, I believe you're a mentor. Talk crypto. On well. Yeah, happy to yep. chat about all that. So yeah, we might have to bring book. you on back for that. Yep. Check out the book, 8minutemastermind.com. Thank you, Kyle, for having me on and uh, everybody at ClickBank for being such a a wonderful support and uh i hope you've gotten something great out of this feel free to reach out i'd love to hear what you think awesome thanks guys have a good one take care